This episode of the Link Up Podcast is brought to you by Moody & Co. CBD is everywhere these days, from supplement and nutrition stores to gas station displays. With so many options, how can anyone make sense of what to buy, how to properly dose, or trust in the quality and purity of the products? Luckily, our friends at Moody & Co. have all your bases covered. Moody & Co.'s products started their life, hand-grown, and cultivated following strict organic growing practices in the fertile soil of the West Tennessee Delta. Each hemp plant was hand-planted on their family-operated farm, fed only high-quality organic nutrients, and finished their life free of any toxic pesticides and sprays. Moody & Co.'s world-class extraction and manufacturing partners are FDA-grade and CGMP compliant, so you can be sure each and every product is of the highest quality. What about potency and purity? Each of Moody & Co.'s products is third-party, lab-tested before and after the manufacturing process, and the tests are available for you right on their website. Their website is www.moodyand.co. I'll spell that for you. That's www.moodyand.co. How about that for transparency? Dosing instructions are on each bottle and their tinctures feature graduated droppers so you can be sure you are taking exactly what you need. With all the uncertainty about what goes into the products that go into you, you can rest easy with Moody & Co. CBD. Available at www.moodyand.co or on the shelf in Memphis and Oxford, Mississippi locations of Nail Bar & Co. Once again, I'll spell that website for you. It's www.moodyand.co. And now to our episode. Doc, can you tell us about the certification you got yesterday? Yes. So yesterday I got invited to uh, David Weck and Christopher Chamberlain, uh, the RMT cert. So to keep it short, what David preaches and what he knows is coiling of the body. So oftentimes when people train, whether they do lifting or whether they run, People are very linear, so I don't lean to the side. I don't really, you know, I'm not really engaging my obliques too much, or we're not. We're just we're very linear. So Davis' thing is, is when he runs is head over foot, but also he has a concept where it's called coiling. That's where basically you're bringing your elbow back towards your back. You're engaging your lats. You're engaging your back. So all those coiled movements goes around locomotion, the spine. I'm not going to go into the details of it because people are going to be like, what the fuck? But <laughs> basically just uh, mobilizing your spine and using stuff like that. So that was basically the origins of Landmine University. And I had been certified by Alex uh, two years before. So yesterday was actually very vital for me because I was able to basically able to find the origin of Landmine U and to understand what it means and why we coil why I do certain movements, why my body is in a certain way. So it was actually really intuitive. And David Weck and Chris, they're a great duo. They're a great pair. 
very nice guys. And um, yeah, if anybody ever has the opportunity to do that cert, I highly recommend it. So what exactly is a coil exercise? So we were talking about it yesterday, coiling. It's basically kind of shifting. In my opinion, in my view, is basically shifting to the side or using your oblique and kind of your spine is going like this. So if I'm doing a landmine, you like deadlift or a clean, that's a coiled movement. If you're doing a lunge, let's say a regular lunge, would that be coiling or would that be rotational? To me, it would be coiling or be maybe bilateral. Bilateral because we're straight and we're just doing it straight. But also it could be a coil because when you lunge down, you could kind of lean to the side. If I'm doing a kettlebell snatch, right? Maybe I could hit a coil along the way down. Could it be a bilateral movement? Yeah, but maybe I could keep my coil while I'm in that position as I'm coming down or as I'm coming up. So coiling is basically, like I said, it's just like your oblique, your elbows connecting, and you having locomotive movement of your spine and moving back and forth. Wow. It's a lot into it. I just, I just yeah. do the basic shit at the gym and I do my buddy. I'm actually started doing my buddy's program again. Uh, ben, he has this program and I've actually done it for the past two weeks now, the way he's written it, you know, like the weightlifting part. And if I had done this, oh shit, Tony, how long has it been? Two years now or a year or so since we've known Ben? If you was started in 2007, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if I started in 2007 when our unofficial uh, weightlifter over here would would have told me to, I'd probably be like, I'd probably be pretty jacked, I think. But no, man, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it because now I'm actually, you know, I'm not just for hype. I'm just not hyper focused on well, what like my body weight is on the scale anymore, you know, because I used to be 100% like about that. And like, so now like, you know, I'll walk after I get done lifting or something like that. But like, man, I can, like this shirt was tight on me just last week, like pretty tight. And, you know, it's already, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry. It's already starting to feel looser. I'm already filling it out a little bit better. Obviously I'm not getting like super muscles right now or anything, but I think what what, I'm not, I think, but what I do know is six months from now, I'm not going to look anything like I look right now. And that what you what you said before is that you enjoy it. That's I feel like that's the main thing a lot of people are missing in the fitness industry with training, right? Because what I do, I enjoy. I love the the function of the body and strength. I love to lift weights. I love to do strength and conditioning. I love to do you know sprints on the assault bike. Like that's my thing. That's basically what I'm known for, and that's what I preach, and that's what I enjoy. You know, am I going to always going to have a client that wants to, you know, get the dog out of them and fucking swing 150 pound kettlebells every fucking day and do sprints with the assault bike? No, but I always tell people that you have to find something that you enjoy and that gives you the results that you want. Do I want to be big and broad like a bodybuilder? No, but do I want muscle? Yeah. Do I want to be able to run two, three, four miles, but also have my size? Yes. So I found a happy balance with my thing. And sometimes, People like for some whatever reason, they can't, they just don't want to lift weights in a certain way because it just isn't entertaining to them. It's boring to them. Some people would rather do jujitsu to get strong rather than lifting weights. Somebody would rather do a sport, say tennis, track, swimming, something that's enjoyable to them. That is to me is considered fitness because you're still moving, you're still burning calories, you're still 
building muscles in certain way, maybe not as much as weightlifting, but nowadays a lot of people miss that you have to enjoy it to an extent where you can continue to do it as it gets progressively worse and worse and worse and worse and harder. So I think that's, that's a very, uh, intuitive thing that you, that you said. And a lot of people miss that fact. Well, also like, you know, Tony's always said this too, about like when we're getting older that, you know, the more muscle you have to have muscle in your body, like, you know, you have to, because what happens if you don't? Like, you just get sick, sickly or shit? Or a like, lot of people fall and... Oh, well, that's right. Is that, is that how they end up, like, when they break a hip, they end up dying or something when they're older? Because they're very fragile. They're, mm. Your bone density, and especially in guys, like, your bone density, your testosterone lowers after a certain age. And you are very prone to, even just, like, illness, too. Like, people get sick very quickly or people get hurt very easily. If people fall like a little bit or they trip, you know, if I tripped, I'm not going to break my fucking hip. I'm, I'm not going to break my ankle. Like, all right, maybe I'll have like a bruise. Like I'll be good. But a lot of the times, yeah, like that's something that's very neglected. Even in the medical field, they have people take pills, do, do certain drugs. Like, oh no. You know, like, yeah, go stay home. Rest. Don't do anything. Take this pill, take this drug, take this, whatever. But they don't tell people, listen, like you should be eating right. You should be strength and conditioning training. It doesn't matter if you're a 25-year-old out-of-shape person or if you're a 70-year-old broken person. It really doesn't matter because everybody and anybody should be weightlifting. They should be getting strong. And they can. A lot of people, sometimes they think they can't. Oh, I can't lift that weight. Oh, I can't do this. But why? Why is it that you can't do it? Why do you think you can't do it? Right. You may not be able to do it now, but what if in maybe a week, two weeks, a year, you are able to do that? That's something that people have to put in their heads. But a lot of times nowadays, that's completely reversed. Instead of telling them to go to a trainer, a top a top tier trainer, they'd rather put them on medicine when in reality, they just need to work out and get stronger. Yeah, I never realized how much confidence comes with weightlifting. Because, like, we were talking to somebody the other day, and she was talking about how, like, these women that she trains in kettlebell, they'll be like, no, I can't do that. And then she's like, yes, you fucking can. Do it. And then they'll do it, and they'll start building confidence, and that transfers to other parts of their life. And it's just like, oh, shit, that does go hand in hand. Very much, yeah. And it's it's a good way to relieve stress, and it's just a good way to be around good people, too. Once you start getting more into it, you start to realize that it's not all about the muscles. It's not all about the weight. It stems deeper than that. Like me, it's my career. But even before I was a gym owner, before I became a full-time trainer, I still loved being a part of a team, like be like working with my training partners, working with my my boys, like lifting weights. Like we would get food afterwards. Um, and, you know, we would just be like-minded. We would be going out, doing stupid shit, drinking and, you know, smoking and doing, you know, a lot of stuff that just belittles your health. So it's, it grows deeper than that. You start to make connections. You start to really understand people and it saves a lot of, a lot of men and women alike. Like, cause you know, life, sometimes it gets hard. We go through breakups, we go through car accidents, we go through financial problems. But if you go to the gym and you work out and you hit PRs or you're feeling good, you start to look good. It's therapeutic and it's less, it's less stress on your mind. It's like, all right, if I can handle a really tough workout and I'm making progress and I can, I think that everything else in life is easy and I just got to figure it out. 
Yeah, I once saw somebody said, if I can get my body in order, what else can I get in order in my life? Exactly. Because I think it all goes in hand, like mind and body is everything. Because without that, what do you have? And it's like, we don't, we're not here very long, so why wouldn't you want to take care of the vessel that gets you to the things you want to do in life? Mm-hmm. Because we can oh, why be- not become... Why not become the best thing that you could be or look the best way you could be or perform, Mm -hmm. but take your human body to the best that it could be for the short time that we, we are here. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that was more pushed instead of, like you said, pills and, and that other kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people want quick fixes. They want it now. Like they don't want to do the work. They, they see what people look like that are in super good shape, but then they want to either get a surgery or some type of pill or, some other bullshit that is not realistic. I mean, think about it, if they pushed eat right and diet when COVID was popping off when he first started happening. Because remember, Dan was talking about that, how nobody was ever mentioning go for walks, exercise, eat better. You're probably less likely to get it. But why? Let me ask you guys this. Why didn't they do that? What do you guys think? Well, they were pushing the medicine, the medicine, right? Medicine. I mean, I got for the what, shot. For what reason? For what reason? What main fact? To control people? No, well, they did. They tried to do that, but money. Mm, yeah. Money, because if I'm a doctor and I tell a patient to go get healthier, right? That's a lost customer. Mm. Because if they're getting healthier, they don't need me, right? True. And doctors, when they give prescription drugs or even people on antidepressants, for example, they get used to the dose. You're your body gets used to how strong it is. And then, oh, I'm still feeling depressed. I need more drugs. And then the doctor's like, oh, okay, okay, come in. I'll give you a stronger dose. And with COVID, it, it, you know, the past three years, it has been very, very nuts with it. I'm very glad that it's, you know, I mean, over-ish. I'm just glad that, you know, mm-hmm. people can live their lives freely and we could actually, you know, go out and do things and be a part of communities and stuff like that. But it it stems back to that main thing that I think has been around with the medical field to begin with, because a lot of the times they don't want people to get healthier because they're not making enough money. And with COVID people made a fuckload of money. Corporations made a lot of fucking money off it. And it was a very, very scary tactic to use on everybody. But with physical fitness, like with what he was saying before, or it can even be with life in general, people want things the easy fucking way. People want to get surgeries. People want the, oh, I need to get ready for my vacation in a month's time. Okay, you have a vacation to Mexico in April, but you should have been working out in August. All right, I want to get in shape. Okay, you should have started working out six months ago or maybe even a year before in order to get ready for your vacation. And even with people that come to me, they've realized they're like, oh, shit, it's actually hard work. And I go, yeah, you're not just going to sit on a bench. You're not just going to do 10 kettlebell swings and then take a break. No, my warmups are fucking insane. And the workouts, you know, they're, we lift heavy. We get after it. We do sandbags. We do deadlifts. We do bench. We do heavy kettlebell snatches. Like it's very simple, but it's hard work. That's why I look and perform the way I do. But that's also why the people that stick around with me do because it's not an easy fix. And especially with social media, a lot of the times trainers will post things that look cute, look flashy, or they'll do some dumb shit where, you know, they're doing a barbell squat on a pair of dumbbells and they have like these two benches or this assault bike on the ceiling and they're doing a bunch of crazy shit. And people are like, wow, oh my God, like that looks so cool. But they, we, we often forget 
why we strength train weightlift in the first place to get strong, to look better. And it requires a lot of hard, hard fucking work and it's, it's miserable at times, but you have to get it done. I know the guy you're talking about, well, not personally, but I've talked to him on Instagram every now and then that does all those w- videos with like, he's benching like two chicks while he's standing on dumbbells, you know, like, yeah. I'm sorry, squatting, yeah. like, fuck that guy. I'm just, I asked him one day, I was like, Hey man, I know you're getting a lot of like, you know, it's a lot of attention towards your page or whatever, but like, that's gotta be really awkward for people that are in the gym working out. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't reply after that, but you know, I was just thinking, I was just thinking to it in my head, I'm like, man, can you imagine if you were seeing somebody that's on that, uh, with a, what the well the main thing where you do the cable flies are you know and someone's yeah. riding the assault bike in the in the air like it's like dude and that's and that's how social media is even with like regular working out like even with kettlebells like there's sometimes i see people that do like all these random fucking routines with kettlebells and they look cute like they're doing like burpees they're doing all this crazy shit but i'm just like yo all you really need to do is clean snatch press squat swing like, it's really not that hard. Like, you want to warm up, do 100 kettlebell snatches. Maybe do 100 kettlebell swings and add push-ups in. Like, keep it very simple. Keep it basic. And oftentimes, training gets boring, yeah, but what makes you work and what works is doing the same shit repetitively over and over again and making improvements in strength, progressive overload. And guys like him, it pisses me off because he doesn't give a shit. That's why, you know, maybe, like, when you said to him, yo, it's probably uncomfortable for these people to be seen you doing this but he doesn't give a shit because he's probably making money doing it and he gets attention and that's the problem with social media social media is good but then again it's bad because it gives people the wrong ideas and the wrong images of what fitness should be what do you think about joey swole joey swole joey swole so you know he's the guy i I haven't i actually haven't followed him in years i remember i remember him um, he, I liked his stuff actually. Like the whole thing with shreds, like I found out about like all the lot of shit that was going on with it. I mean, it is what it is, but I actually did like what he was putting out back then. Cause he did regular weightlifting, like regular strength training. Um, he was really good. I, I actually haven't followed him in the past couple years, honestly. Yeah. Now his new thing. Uh, well, I don't know how long he's been doing it, but like people send him videos and stuff. Like say there's a chick in the gym. Like recording herself, and somebody just happens to walk by, and she accuses that person of being like a pervert or something like that. Like he'll watch the video, and then he'll have a reaction to it. Like, well, how is he that guy a pervert? He didn't even, you know, he didn't even look in your direction while you were probably not even following gym rules by recording in it. <laughs> That's another thing too, where it's like with women when they wear certain things in the gym. Like, girl, you're wearing a fucking sports bra that literally is just covering basically your fucking nipples and you're wearing a fucking pair of gym shorts that are showing your your cheeks but then you wonder why guys are hitting you up why certain guys are staring at you oh my god he's such a pervert but then again it's like what the fuck are you wearing like it's wild so that's another thing too but a lot of people even within like they just want attention they want to even with guys, like some guys, like they'll wear like expensive gym clothing. They'll go and work out two or three times a day just to say that that's what they did. You know, they'll put out their tripod and they'll record one set, but they're not doing a whole workout. They'll record a set. All right, they'll move on to the next thing. They're not really working out. And with women, it's the same thing. And with women in the fitness industry, they're making so much fucking money because sex 
cells and these girls are posting up all this stuff basically half naked in bikinis and people feed into it and that's that's just social media it's just for attention it's just for you know just people getting locked into the eye candy and all this crap and they you know it's it's sad (laughs) so how'd you get started on your fitness journey i did karate when i was younger and i started weightlifting when i was 14 but I started, I did karate when I was like 10 years old. I did that for a couple of years. And then I really started getting into like barbell lifts, regular weightlifting, weight training, kept it simple. 19 years old, I started jujitsu. I did that for five years. And then when COVID happened, I started getting into kettlebell, sandbags, steel clubs because all the gyms were closed and I had to work in my backyard. So then 2020, you know, COVID happened and everything. And then I po- I almost destroyed my knee doing jujitsu. And then I, um, I just wasn't happy with what I was doing. So I quit both my jobs. I, I stopped bartending. I stopped being an EMT and I really started focusing full time on kettlebell strength training, landmine U. And it turned into a demographic where I was, the, I'm the only person that really does this on Long Island. And I was able to build a business. I spent about 75, 80 grand just doing my thing, buying all my shit. And then I rented out a, a space, small space, like 800 square feet. And I put all my stuff in there and I've been running my business since then. But I, I've been weightlifting since I was like 14 years old. I started with like small uh, bar um, dumbbells in my basement, adjustable ones, just repping out hammer curls, push-up squats. Kept it very, very simple. I knew what I, what I learned. I learned certain things and I kept that mentality ever, 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 ever since. What is your opinion on strong first? I know you're all about the kettlebell, but. So my opinion on strong first and RKC and all those things, I think it's, you know, I mean, listen, like everybody has their way of teaching. Everybody has their certain philosophies, which I get, I understand and I respect, but to me, it's, I don't know. I think it's too, too technical it's too scientific and like they're very very strict with like their techniques and how it should look and how it should do this but how often do they really make increases in strength how often do they really try to push a heavier kettlebell overhead like you know they have the 100 snatch test tests and they're only doing like maybe like a 12 16 kilo or 20 24 kilo meanwhile me and a couple of guys that i know like we're double cleaning 48s i'm able to snatch a 124 pound bell over my head like you know it's it's all right but i don't know i feel like it's very culty and the way they teach i get it but like even then like if you're doing 100 snatches as a snatch test your form's gonna break because that shit gets tiring so they want picture perfect form but you're testing somebody's muscular endurance on snatches when most of the time people their form would gas out so, like I said, like, you know, like people have their own ways of teaching. I get it. But like the way I am with kettlebells, like as long as my form is good, like, you know, when I kettlebell clean, like I'm not flaring my wrists like this. Or when I snatch, like I'm not just flicking going down like this. Even something as simple as hand placement, right? Knuckles underneath the chin, elbow in nice and tight. Sometimes with the heavier bells, if you're doing double bell front squats, maybe your elbows flared up a little bit. That's fine. And everybody has their own little way of tweaks. But when people shit on other people because they're like, oh, my God, like, they're not fucking doing it in my standard. That's fucking wrong. Like, 
It's not <laughs> like you just have to do things certain ways in your way, which is okay, but don't bash other people because of how they do it because they're not doing it the way you do it. So. Yeah. I have a, I have a couple of friends that are strong for certified and I don't even, one of them doesn't even teach anymore. Like he, he just does yoga now instead. He's, he's <laughs> yoga certified and like, yeah. And he, uh, <clears throat> he just does the yoga. I don't know if he sorry maybe because maybe people he was training couldn't get it in different movements, you know, he's like, fuck it. The way I, I mean, the way I teach kettlebells, it's, just, it's the same thing. You just, you keep it very simple and you don't go too in depth with the science or like too in depth for people. Even like when I teach landmines or I teach regular lifting, I feel the less, the less you have to say the better because Oftentimes, if you throw too many cues at people or if you throw too many scientific terms at them, they're just going to get lost. They're going to be like, all right, what, like, what, what really am I learning? Like, you're throwing so much shit at me, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It was landmine you. Like, have one foot forward, one elbow into the hip, flex your oblique. That's it. Whatever foot is forward, that's the elbow into the hip. I'm not going into the spine, locomotion. I'm not going into all that stuff. Some people like it. Me personally, I don't like that shit. Like I don't like scientific terms and all that crap. Cause I'm dumb and I'd rather just, <laughs> just lift weights and I'd rather just know where to put my hands and where to put my feet. But some people get off on that shit. And me personally, that's not how I learn. I just learn about visuals and stuff like that. So I feel like you got to have a happy balance of teaching the scientific terms, but also just teach them how to do it. If they're doing it right. Cool. That's it. Done. Move on. Have them do that a million times and they'll be okay. Boom, boom, boom. Rep it out. What is your thought on trainers? Let me think of this. I'm going to say it. <clears throat> yeah. What is your thought on how trainers, some trainers will overcomplicate some of the most basic stuff just to make it seems like they know more than everybody else? It's just ignorant. Like it's not, it's not, it's just like a, it's like an ego contest. It's like, oh, I sound smarter than that person. No, you don't like it, it. It really doesn't matter too. like you don't need to overcomplicate things because when your clients come to you, they come to you to get better. Like they're not they're not going to look at you and be like, all right, let me see what Tom knows. And that, you know, like maybe like he's more dumb than this guy or maybe he's more stupid. It's just it's like, no, like they're coming to you for a reason. They're coming to you because they want want to lift weights. They want to get stronger. They want to lose weight. And often other trainers, they'll try to manipulate people, right? In the fitness industry with trainers or even like corporate gyms, they try to manipulate people just for the money. Like even like corporate gyms, like a gym like uh, like a LA Fitness or Export, you know, they'll put people on body scans and all this stuff and they'll charge them a shitload amount of money and the trainers make commission off how many sessions they sell. They don't talk about, oh, you know, how can you make the client better? How can you have them deadlift better? Like, how can you have them push more weight? They don't give a shit about that. They care about sales. And that I don't understand when trainers do do that or they give clients overcomplicated movements to where they think they're doing something, but they're really not. Like with the guy that's doing all the, uh, the crazy shit for Instagram <laughs> or even when trainers just randomly think of something in their head, like, oh, let me grab two dumbbells. Let me do two jumping jacks with, uh, you know, with a... Uh, double curtsy lunge with a double push up or, you know, I'm putting the bell down. I'm doing one swing with the bell. Like they just do a bunch of random shit just to get their heart rate up. And that's not, in my opinion, that's a very, 
as a very, um, very like idiotic way of doing it. That means that the trainer doesn't know what they're doing and they're just thinking of random shit just to make their clients sweat. To me, you're not a trainer. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It's like they say, keep it simple, stupid. It's like, just stick to the basics. Yeah. Now, what do you think about this? Like when people say like they're insulin deficient or they have all these issues that stop them from losing weight. Now, don't you think it's all about calories in calories out? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I mean with insulin and like with people with diabetes, like diabetics and all that stuff, or like people with certain health problems, I think sometimes they use it too much of an excuse to not work out Mm -hmm. to me. But then again, I could be wrong. Like I am I'm not too scientific in that sense where, you know, if somebody is diabetic or, you know, if they have certain health problems as to what they can or can't eat, but there are people with diseases or with imbalances that make it happen. And something as simple as that with food, you're right. Sometimes like, like with everybody, it's a caloric deficit or a surplus. You want to lose weight, be in a deficit. You want to get bigger, be in a surplus, eat more food. It's not that fucking complicated. And a lot of times people will say, that, oh, I don't want to just eat grilled chicken and vegetables every day. You don't have to do that. You just have to be in a caloric deficit. You want to eat healthy for your insides, yeah, but you can enjoy the things that you want. You can have burgers. You can have pizza. You can have ice cream. Just do it in moderation. Be in that deficit. And like I said, I think I think sometimes people use that as too much of an excuse to even not want to work out or even to not put in the work. Oh, I'm a diabetic. Oh, I'm, you know, I have a certain thing that doesn't let me, you know, eat gluten or it doesn't make me eat certain things. And I'm like, all right, well, what can you eat? What can you do? What will get you stronger? What will get you calories in your body to where you gain weight and you get stronger? Um, but then again, like I'm, I'm not too proficient on that stuff either, but yeah. This whole gluten thing, like that's something relatively new because well, I'm 43. When I was growing up, we never heard of anybody couldn't eat gluten. Like I just started, I think I started hearing about this gluten-free stuff, like meal, food, like maybe f- like 10 or 15 years ago, it started coming out of mainstream. But like, that's something else they created, the industry created, right? Mainstream, mainstream stuff. It's like, it's like arguing with a vegan and telling them the meat is better. It's not that meat is better. It's just that, you know, it's it's just how it is and how we are as human beings. Like back in the cavemen, what the fuck did they eat? They ate fucking saber toothed tigers. They hunted. They hunted fucking woolly mammoths. They fucking need to eat meat. And it's it's funny when people try to when somebody tries to tell you that like broccoli has the same amount of protein as a steak. I've seen that. It's just no, like that's just. You know, it's not how it is. Is one better than the other? No, because we both need a steak and broccoli to be healthy and to eat right. But it's even like with veganism or with people who are doing that shit. Like people are so big on being vegan, so big on eating vegetables. But then, you know, everybody's body is different. And it's like what I said before with uh, certain like kettlebell certifications or whatever. It's like, oh, if it's not my way, it's the highway. They can't do it. They don't eat this. They're wrong. They don't do this. They're wrong. And in today's society, that's how everybody is. We're pointing fingers at each other. No, I do it this way. No, you do it this way. But also us as human beings, everybody's body is different. What I eat 
is completely different than maybe what you eat or what he eats. And what you need to eat to lose weight, to build muscle, may be different than what I need to eat. Because everybody's body and how their makeup is is very different. But it's all a dick-stroking contest with how everybody is nowadays because we're just all pointing fingers. This is better than that. No, this is better than that. And it's just trends. It's mainstream. People want to hop onto the the newest fad and what's going on in life or with the fit with the fitness industry. I used to be really big on keto and I still do it every now and then, <clears throat> but like, um, you know, the best meme I've ever seen, I forget the doctor that made created this meme. Oh, he posted it, something about it. He put like the top six diets on it. And then end result calorie deficit calorie deficit like it was a cave caveman diet carnivore diet uh keto was on there south beach diet all that kind of stuff you know it's like you re- i just believe that for some reason because i'm eating keto that i'm in a keto diet that i'm losing weight no it's because i'm eating less than i was prior i just exactly but for some reason i just can't i just can't wrap my head around that i just have to label it as something and that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. Like, do you like with the caloric deficit, if people were just in a deficit, they would lose weight. And you believe that maybe being on keto would help you lose weight, but it was really just you like being in a deficit. But say if you went to a person who sells keto products or preaches the keto diet, they'll look at you as cha-ching, 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 because you believe in what you believe in keto, you believe in what they're selling, and that's gonna make them money. And oftentimes people people don't even do what they say they do liver king he's a perfect example (laughs) the motherfucker is on steroids eating bull testicles he lives in a fucking expensive house his truck is over a hundred thousand fucking dollars he has state-of-the-art gym equipment he's not living like a fucking caveman but people are dumb enough to believe him they are dumb enough to listen to him and that's why he made so much money because he lied and he was living a lifestyle that he wasn't really doing. And even then, like with the Instagram videos, like when he would post up those crazy videos of him eating the raw fish or the raw testicles, like you can kind of see in his face that it's disgusting. Like he's like, why am I doing this? But he's doing it because he wants to make money and people are going to believe in him and what he wants to, what he wants to do. Meanwhile, he's not doing it to begin with. Yeah. Right. Sold yeah. his soul for money. Well, when he when Joe Rogan started talking about him is when I started note picking up who he was, you know, because I never heard of him before Joe Rogan brought him up. So then I went to his Instagram. And I was like, there's, there's no fucking way this guy's natural. I mean, he's just too big. I'm like, that's no way. And then Joe Rogan was like, man, this guy just needs to go and come out because that he's whatever he's taking. And I forget. Was it on the Nuckboy podcast? He came out full send. No, I don't know. Oh, uh, he came out. He took me not like not. He came out talking about it. Like, oh well, I, I'm on a regiment of whatever. No, he got exposed by email. It I thought wasn't, it, was a, it wasn't him choosing to come out. Somebody exposed him. That's why he talked about it. But didn't he also say that it was like doctor prescribed steroids? Like he was on a program with a doctor. I don't. I don't. I seriously I've doubt never. It, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a. Uh... I've never heard of a bodybuilder or a guy like being being like prescribed like steroids for <laughs> for like their their bodybuilding like adventure. It's funny. <laughs> I'll, 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 he went to a Mexican doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man, Columbia's the best. So when you were talking about like the when I mentioned the insulin stuff, like when I was thinking about like you know that show Lost when I believe Fat Guy was on there and he never lost. Obviously, it's a TV show, but he never lost weight. I think that's what a lot of people think. But then if you watch like Naked and Afraid, people are there for 21 days and they lose a shit ton of weight because they're in a calorie deficit. So that's why I think a lot of it's just kind of mental. Or it's like, I'm being fed this bullshit that that's why I'm not able to lose weight. Instead of, no, my habits are the reason why I'm not able to lose weight. Exactly. If you put a if you put a cheeseburger with fries in front of you and a plate of grilled chicken with rice, broccoli, uh, with rice and broccoli, which one are you going to be more prone to... To eat the unhealthy one, exactly. So it's really just mental, mental, and, and it's discipline. Yeah. So if you're in a caloric deficit and you eating, say, let's say, like you to be in a deficit, let's say you need to eat three thousand calories, right? But you've been eating maybe like four thousand. It's a mental thing for somebody to eat less because even like with me, like sometimes when I eat twice a day, like I want to eat so bad, I'm hungry, but I just don't have the time. But I have to mentally be like, all right, I can't, I can't go on Uber Eats and order certain things. You know, I can't order from Uber Eats like because one, I want to save money, or you know, like I want to wait till I get home so I can cook or when I can do my thing. It's all mentality. It's all discipline in the brain and in the mind, like running a mile or or doing an intense workout. And that's the biggest issue with people is with food. A lot of people have bad relationships with food. People don't eat when they get anxious or people overeat when they get anxious. Food is like a coping mechanism. It's something that we enjoy, right? So a lot of the times with people, when they want to lose weight, you could just be in a deficit and you'll lose weight. You may not gain muscle, but you'll lose the weight that you don't want. And then at some point you have to be in a deficit and you have to start lifting weights. You have to start eating certain things. So what do you tell somebody that is mentally weak then? How do you get to that point of getting past that, that barrier? I'm harsh. I'm, I am harsh when it comes to that shit. Like if somebody is in my gym and they're being a little bitch, I will say that to them. I am very fucking harsh because I feel like if you coddle people, Oh, you're going to do great. No, it's okay. You know, you know, maybe let's, let's push harder tomorrow. Now let's, let's have that. Let's have that meal tomorrow. It's me doing them a disservice. It's not, I'm not doing my job if I'm not putting you through harsh encouragement. It's tough love with me, right? Like if I'm more, like I work out with my clients every day. I always give them an option to work out with me every day. And the way I push, I'm locked in, eyes focused, no bullshit. And if I see one of them slacking off, I'll yell at them. I beg, like, listen, you're being a fucking bitch. And either you're going to, you're going to boss up or you're going to get the fuck out. And same thing with even regular clients. Like I tell them right off the rip, like you can't be coddled. And a lot of people in today's world are very coddled. People don't want to work. People don't want to go out and get it themselves. They don't want to push weight. They don't want to sweat. So me, like I've always had like harsh encouragement my whole life from my father. You know, I love him, but he, you know, he put harsh encouragement on me and that's why I am the way I am. I'm very grateful to him. My jujitsu coach, he was very harsh on us when we would get tired doing our rounds, but it made me cool. You know, it made me what I am today with my mentality, hard martial arts training. So I'm very harsh, just very harsh. And I take, I, I don't want to hear fucking excuses from people. I don't want to hear it because I don't care. Yeah. I saw this guy say there's a lot of, let me play the clip because I don't want to butcher it, but it's kind of on just what you just said right there. Uh, let me find it real quick. 
there's an old saying that's fairly true. I've seen successful people and I've seen people who make excuses, but I haven't seen very many successful people who make excuses. It's one or the other. Mm -hmm. But that's just like a lot of people, man. They want to have a, an out. Why nothing happened for me. Like they say, you're the common denominator in every part of your story in your life, either the good or the bad. So it's like, don't always want the good that comes with the good, but then you got to take the bad, your decision that made the bad. And it's like, Oh, I chose to do that. Everything that we do today is our future selves going to take a part of that. So it's either going to be something good that's going to benefit you or something bad's going to, you know, later down the road. It's all about choices. On a Friday, on a Friday, Saturday night, oftentimes people will go out and drink, but they'll stay out for like six hours They'll drink, they'll get hammered, they'll feel like shit, they'll waste money. But then they say that they don't have time to work out. How do you not have time? You're telling me that 8, 9 o'clock on a Friday night, you can't go to the gym? You can't make time for it? You can't sacrifice a little bit? Why? Because your friends are going to look at you weird? Oh, why are you going to the gym? Why aren't you hanging out with us? Because I want to go to the fucking gym. That's my thing. I want to do that. And when people tell me, I've had people tell me that, oh, Tom, you're not gonna, you're not gonna continue this lifestyle forever. I go, why? They go, oh, because you're gonna get older, you're gonna get married, you're gonna have kids, your business is gonna blow up, and you're just not, you know, it's just gonna be different for you. I go, no, it's not, because this is my main priority over everything. Like no matter what, like besides my friends and my family, working out and training, I've made that my top priority my whole fucking life. And even the days that I used to work 16, 18 hour shifts, I would still go to the gym at four o'clock in the morning. I would still go at two o'clock in the morning. Did I want to do it? Absolutely not. But I got it done because it's important to me. And like what I said before, I don't care when people tell me excuses because I'm just going to shit on, I'm just going to shit on you because I don't care. I don't give a shit. There's a guy with no arms and no legs that can fucking swim. It doesn't matter what you have going on in your life. It does not matter what imbalance or what thing you're, you're telling yourself as to why you can't work out. You can do it. You just don't want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to prioritize it. You prioritize your job. You prioritize your family. You prioritize drinking. You prioritize bad food. Okay. So now just switch two or three of your priorities and it'll happen. Get up a little bit earlier. Or when you get out of work, take a pre-workout to drink a cup of coffee, do an hour workout. That's all you fucking need is an hour a day. That's it. Four or five times a week and you're golden. But a lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. Instead of saying I can't, just say it's not a priority right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I respect that more than somebody telling me they can't or making excuses. Mm-hmm. Like that, I respect a lot more. Yeah, and I think like people that try to act like they're doing it and they're not, it's like your body's a journal of everything you've done. Mm-hmm. Like you can see it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. And like I said, like I said at the beginning, like you just have to find something that you enjoy. If it's just kettlebells and just do kettlebells. If that's going to get you up in the morning, okay, then just go and do that. Oh, I'll, if you like to swim, if that's going to get you up in the morning, then go swim. Don't wonder why you have health problems and imbalances in the future and you're paying a lot of medical bills when you didn't want to put in the work now. Same thing with going to school. Same thing with starting a business. Like you have to put in your time. You have to sacrifice a little bit, but don't ask why you're not successful when you didn't want to put in the work years ago. You didn't want to go to school. You didn't want to start a business adventure. You didn't want to learn a new skill. And that's why I like fitness because it, 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 
stems to everything in life, not just with working out. And it really depends on, on people's priorities. Time is not a factor. Every, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Your body functions, it's not a factor. You can still walk. You can still run. You can still do regressions until you get stronger to where you can you know, do heavier weights and have more of a pain load, pain tolerance. And I get very annoyed when people try to tell me how to do my job or how to do certain things. But it's my job to motivate you and to tell you that you're you're not doing it right, that you're being a lazy fuck. That's my fucking job. Why else are you paying me? If you want to go and be coddled, go to a different trainer. If you don't want to be told what to do, go and pay a $30 membership at a Synergy or LA Fitness. There, there are places like that for people. But don't wonder why you don't make the results that you want. It's a reality check a lot of people need. I mean, because like I said, a lot of people, like you mentioned, do like it's soft. They want the comfort. And generally, nothing comes easy that you like nothing you really want in life comes easy. You have to struggle some way, shape or form for it. And most of us do stuff every single day that we don't want to do. Like work. Yeah. I mean, like no one wants to work unless they have to. I mean, uh, because they have to. I mean, if they could were just given something, I guarantee somebody wouldn't go sit in a cubicle for eight hours. So it's like pick your heart. Like, what hard do you want? Do you want a hard life later on because you made poor choices when you were younger? Or do you want to do sacrifice some time for a better life when you're older? Agreed. And we all have, like you said, an hour of time that we're the hour is going to go by regardless. So you might as well use that hour to benefit your life in some shape or form. Well, it was like this morning, uh, I was like, shit, I was going on Facebook or one of the I think it was Facebook. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I put my phone down. Went and brushed my teeth, put my gym clothes on, went to the gym. Because I knew I was going to sit in that fucking bed for probably another hour doing that. And I, I, just, I just did it at the gym instead. You know, I was like, fuck it. Because I have to get my workout in today anyways. I was going to knock it out right now. And that's perfectly fine because you can go and chill at the gym. It's like you're going to, like he said, you're going to be home anyway. So, all right, like maybe if I just go to the gym, I'm there. You know, I can scroll through Instagram. I can chill for a little bit, maybe on one of the gym chairs and hang out. But then it's like, all right, eventually I got to get my shit done. I got to do it. And a lot of people with the reality checks, like even like, for example, like when I started jujitsu, like there are two types of guys, guys, because guys have fucking egos in jujitsu when they start. The first one is they get fucked up, right? They get emasculated by somebody way less stronger than him. And he's going to say, wow. I need to do this because I just got fucked up. That person was me. I did jujitsu for the first time. I got fucking manhandled by all these dudes. I got, I literally was like emasculated and I'm like, holy shit, this is what I need to be doing. And then there's another guy that gets fucked up and he just lose. He's just like, fuck, like I can't believe I got fucked up. Fuck these guys. If I was standing up, I would have punched them. Oh, if they were in the street, I would have I would have did this, I would have did that, and they never go back. Mm-hmm. But that was their reality check and they didn't realize it. Which is a which is a bad thing. When you realize your reality check, it's a blessing. It is a blessing. Because through that, you're you you understand or see what is what is, you know, what you're not focused on or what you're not doing. 
And then you get into that uncomfortable zone of your life. And that's where you really, really dive into your full potential. And like what you said, anything that's worth having in life, it does not come easy. But also the reward of it is a great feeling. Like my gym, if I had went to my family or my parents and they handed me $100,000 to start off a business, my gym, I would not feel as uh, grateful as I do now for what I did because I did it all by myself. I did it all from the ground up. I bought every single piece of equipment and I molded it and I used it and everything is used. There's rust on the kettlebells. Everything is authentic. Like my gym and what I do, like I did it all by myself. And that's something that I can say that I'm, that me personally that I'm proud of and that a lot of people can respect. Was it easy getting to? Hell fucking no, because I had to bust my ass to do it and figure out ways to make a business model and figure out how I can train people the way I can that's different from everybody else. Nothing worth having comes easy, but when you have it, you it's it's so much better to to know that you did it and you worked your ass off to get that. It's a very rewarding feeling. Yeah, it'd be like going to get a meal, like fast food, or having to hunt and forage for food. I think you would appreciate it more when you know you had to sacrifice your time and you could have starved if you didn't get it. How many, how many people, how many people you think would die within the first, like say two months if like some big, like catastrophe happened and all the power was knocked out in the world and shit like that. Zombie apocalypse. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think most of us would. I I, I can't. I don't know how to fucking hunt. We're not, uh, (laughs) figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, just off the riff, like uh, I think most people probably would, but like half, a good majority. I you mean, you even see like people on Naked and Afraid that are survivalists allegedly, and they struggle. And those are actual people that that that's their craft. So people that have never done it before, and especially if there's no power, you can't get access to the internet. <laughs> you're probably <laughs> fucked, man. Yeah, I mean, we can't really become it. dependent on these electronics. Which is like kind of good and bad. Yeah, I was just about to say technology is good and bad. Like I'm, I'm terrified of the AI shit with the robots and everything. Like I think Elon Musk is a fucking android. (laughs) Him and Zuckerberg, dude. He's either an alien or an android because you know they want to start building like AI and shit. And I'm just like, yo, did y'all not watch? I robot with <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Did y'all not see that shit? Oh man. Well, did y'all see the, the the robot that IBM created and then it was given a command to do something and it didn't it said no? Yeah. Like it I don't know exactly what happened, but like some kind of code was sent to it and it went back and said no. So like how the fuck is how is that gonna work for them in the future? Like these things are gonna yeah. learn, right? It's gonna be Terminator. It's it's very weird to look at human nature because we always want more no matter what, but we also get very lazy. And so the reason why we're making AI and robots is because we want them to do work for us, right? Even with like a laborer, like we may not have work laborers anymore in the future because we're just going to have robots to do that. That's like somebody shoveling construction shit or just doing laborer type shit. So we always want more. We always want more. We always want more. And that's like human nature. Most of the time we're very greedy. We're very like, 
I don't know, we have like something in our brains that's like primal where we always want to do more shit or we want to, you know, or we want to be a certain thing. And most of the time, most people aren't like that, but some few that are, they're very malicious in their ways. And with technology, even with Instagram and social media, you know, they want to dumbify people. They want people to look at certain things for a reason. They don't want people to think. They don't want people to, to be, you know, thinking outside the box. And there's like a whole thing with Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all this crap. And it's made a lot of people depressed. A lot of the times, even like guys, like they'll look at guys who have six packs and they don't. They'll look at guys that have Lamborghinis, but they don't. Same thing with women. Women see all these girls in bikinis, but they're like, I don't look like that. Oh, I'm depressed. I don't like how I look. You know, it's scary to think of, but with human nature, that's how we are. And then we always want more. We always want more until some shit happens and it's just downhill. What do you think about the state of men today? Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) even like, even with like, like transgender, right? Transgender people. I have nothing against the way people want to be or how they want to do their things. I just have a problem with people that try to push what they think is the only thing that's right. And there's a lot of men these days that are mentally all fucked up and they want to wear dresses. They want to wear their wife's thongs. They want to paint their nails and they want to be very, very feminine. But a man, what is a man? A man is a guy, a dude who works his ass off, gets his hands dirty, who is muscular, who gets, you know, who looks presentable and who is on top of his shit. And he has that, you know, he has that appearance, that confidence, that dominance, that energy when he walks into a room, right? Men these days, they don't, they don't have cow's hands, right? They don't have working man hands. They don't know how to how to do a trade, how to do certain things, how to work hard, how to have that mentality. And even now with then with everything that's going on in the world, it's sad to see that, you know, men, you know, they're wearing lipstick They're, you know, they're doing certain things that, that, you know, that women would do. And to me, like, that's the, it's just, I just don't agree with it. Like, I don't care like what people think, you know, I don't care. Like, you know, if people bash me because of what I say about certain things, but I just don't agree with it. It's not normal for men and people to be doing that. And it's not a normal thing for a dude to be a fucking little bitch when it comes to things. As a man, you got to make shit happen. You got to be a certain way. And I think the way, the way the generation with men is going, it's not, you know, it's not good. I saw somebody that said, if you want to succeed in life right now, now's the time because there's no one else trying to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like if you want something, it's definitely time to go after it because there's so many weak people. Dana, Dana that's good. Dana White says something like that. He <laughs> he did an interview and he was saying that he's like, this is not this is the best time for anybody to try to do anything because there's a, he, he said that these pussies, you're going to run over them because they're not going to be thinking of doing the things that you want to do. It's very true. I wonder when that shift happened. Because I think a, everything. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think everything went downhill when COVID happened. 
Mm. I don't know what it was, but I mean, it was around, I'm sure. But like, even then, like when COVID happened in the past three years, not just with like the, with the hospitals and the disease itself, but just people in general, like just like how all these people with entitlement and getting unemployment and they don't want to work. And then everything just started to boom and boom from there with certain ideologies with like, you know, with, with, with transgender or with how, what they teach the kids in school or, you know, you being able, you're, you're a six year old and you're able to, to decide and what the fuck you want to do or like with men and how they dress and what they want to do. Cause even before that, I didn't really, me personally, I didn't really notice any of it really too much to an extent until it, how it's pushed nowadays. Right. In my opinion, do you think people lost their purpose during the pandemic? No, I think people found it. Mm. I think people found it. That's that honestly, like I think about it sometimes. I'm like, if COVID didn't happen, then I wouldn't be pushed to start my business. Like what he said, like if <clears throat> how many people would survive if there was like a zombie apocalypse or if there was like something like a catastrophe happen, people would figure it out. Me, guys like me, I figured it out. And I know a lot of people that started their business through COVID because they had no other choice. You had no other choice. How else were you going to put food on your table? How else were you going to pay your rent? So I think, I think a lot of people found their way during COVID. I think it's the complete opposite. So it's like sink or swim. Basically. Well, I thought I was going to lose my job when COVID happened, you know, everything was shutting down and stuff, but for for some reason, you know, selling beer is essential work. So I say none of us got it laid off or anything, but I'm just thinking, I was like, how is that? was, how is my job essential? Like right now, but okay. (laughs) A lot of people are alcoholics. (laughs) Yeah. People People like to drink. I will say that. And I'm probably promise you this. Uh, in 2020, the numbers spiked, right, with amount of beer sold and liquor and stuff sold. And you, we would have thought by now we would have seen like a decline like this over the years, you know. Here's COVID number way up here. It's just barely coming down. It's like barely moving. And then not, not, and this year and end of last year is going back up. Like people are buying booze more than they ever have. And it's it's crazy. How do you it feel also, about alcohol, Tommy? Uh, I, 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 for when I was growing up or when I was like in my teenage years, I, I honestly didn't start drinking until last year. Mm. Honestly, like, like I don't, I don't drink to get fucked up. Like I drink, you know, I drink casually. Like I'll have a glass of wine. Like I'll have tequila. Like I'll, I'll drink a little bit, but nothing crazy to where I'm getting, oh, I'm getting plastered and I'm fucking ending up in somebody's front yard bush passed out. <laughs> like, <laughs> My, my my relationship with alcohol, I, I, I enjoy to drink, you know, like when I'm out with my friends or if I'm going out, like, yeah, but it's, it's like a drug. It's a drug. Like it's, it's, if it's too much of it, then it's going to fuck you up. And a lot of people, like they have a bad relationship with food, they have a bad relationship with alcohol. Some people drink all day, every day, like it's casual, like it's water. They'll drink tequila. They'll drink wine. Oh, I'm having a shot. It's it's seven o'clock in the morning. Nah, I'll have a shot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like a, it, it forms a habit for some people because if you come home every day and you have a glass of wine or whiskey or whatever you're drinking or beer, and it's just that one, but it's still a habit. You're doing that repeatedly every single day. So, And if you don't do it, you might notice like, oh, wait, I feel weird because I don't have this now. 
Mm. And I think that's when it's the issue. Like, I don't see anything wrong with like social drinking, but if it's every single day, then that's, that to me is, is not a good thing. Well, your, your Tony, your, yours and Tom's uh, view with alcohol, I think are the same, like you have a healthy relationship with it. Like people like me, shit, I love drinking. Like I, but, but I, I don't really, I, so I really don't drink anymore because a lot of my friends aren't really drinking. So like, you know, uh, I was talking to my friend Nick yesterday. I was asking him if you want to go do something. He was like, yeah, we can go to his house. And he's like, I'm just not drinking though. I was like, oh, okay, well we can still go do something. And he was like, yeah, we can. And then next long thing, you know, he's like, I'm just going to stay in. And I was like, so how come he's not drinking? He's like, man, just kind of kind of taking a break, I think, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, now that most of my friends aren't drinking, I'm like, okay, well, I'm saving money by not drinking because I'm not going to go drink by myself somewhere. And why do a lot of people do it? They do it because everybody else is doing it, right? Like, even like that, I feel like people become really abusive with alcohol at a very young age because kids get into their parents' closets or their refrigerators and, oh, wow, like, it's mischief. I'm drinking my mom's tequila. Yo, Jimmy, do you want a shot? Yeah, let's do it. And then they realize how it makes them feel, right? The influence, the alcohol, the mischief. And people fall in love with that. And then progressively, as they get older, they either wean out of it or they still stay in it in a sense. So, like, we, you know, with you, like, why do you drink? Do you drink it because you actually like the taste of it? Or do you do it just because of how it makes you feel if you're around people me oh. like i don't like me i don't care what anybody says like most alcohol is disgusting like it's it's poison terrible it's po- it's disgusting but you know like people people that say that they thoroughly enjoy like a tequila shot they are 100% lying cuz that shit burns <laughs> and most of the times like when people have certain drinks it's either just to do it casually or with people so it's not it's if you think about it they're not really doing it because of the drink itself they're doing it because of what it what comes from it yeah i think yeah. It, i think it loosens a lot of people up and that's what they like about it it gives them a personality that they generally probably don't have and that's sad like to me that's very sad it's like you have to you have to kind of lower your your brain, not your brain power, but like lower, like your, your awareness to become the person that you quote unquote want to be or the person that is really there. Like they say, you know, when you, what was it? It was, uh, something, something sober thoughts, like drunken mind speaks sober fucking, I don't know. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Like when they're drunk, like they speak the real, the truth things of what they're thinking, the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it warps, it kind of warps your mind a little bit. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of scary to think it's even like a guy, like at a bar, he would have more balls to go up to a girl. if He had a couple of drinks in him. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they, people become better dancers when they're drunk, but it's not that it's just that they're just too incoherent to really care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like those people that have to get a girl drunk to fuck. It's like, yeah. dude, you're you're a pervert. That's predator, predator you know, man. Like, like, yeah, that's not. Yeah, Mm-mm. but unfortunately, not- I think a lot of people are here because people use alcohol, and <laughs> that's when they fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and it's it even even stems back to like even like a, like a friend group. Like if you have if you have a friend group of like five girls and like maybe seven guys or whatever, like you're all friends at some point, like. 
you know, if you guys have a house party and you guys drink, like, you know, sometimes you never know, people may have feelings for another person. And then the alcohol like brings out what they really think. And then that person can end up having sex with that person or vice versa, whatever. So, um, it's, it's very accepted in social settings because that's when you really see what things happen and how people really are, what they really think towards other people and to where it, it, it can get very scary, very dark, because even then, like what you just said, like guys, sometimes guys will purposely have somebody there with drink a lot because, you know, alcohol makes people certain ways or alcohol when the guy some guys that are fucked up they see that in a girl and they start seeing that they're not thinking properly or stuff like that the normal nice thing to do for a guy is to put the girl in bed she's too fucked up go the fuck home but a lot of guys obviously they don't do that so it's not it's very it can become very twisted and very dark in a sense yeah it like lowers people's inhibitions and then that's when people that have that predatory mindset will zone in on them and it's yeah. just like, dude, man, like, I wouldn't want to be fucking somebody the next day and they're like, well, what happened? <laughs> you yeah, know, no. that, that's scary, man. I mean, and that yeah. can happen regardless if a chick is drunk or not. So why would you want to add a little extra fire to something in your life, like extra stress? Like for somebody to give you give you a reason to call you a, a predator. Yeah. And me, I'm very I'm very empathetic in a sense. And like if that if you know, if that ever happened to me, like. And like say like if I did do that, right? If it was a girl so intoxicated and I did have sex with her and then the next day she would the next day, like if she asked me if we did and I said yes mm-hmm. and she got all upset, like then it basically says that you had the power in that situation to make sure she was okay, she was safe, but instead of that you took advantage of it. Yeah. And to the girl, like I can see why women obviously they get very, very emotional when certain things like that happen to them because it's their body and it's exchanging of energy in that sense. So me, I would feel fucking terrible if a girl found that out and they were being, you know, like emotional about that shit. And I'd be like, shit, like I did all that just to get my 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 feeling out, my feeling in, and that was it. But a lot of guys, they don't have that heart. They don't have that yeah. empathy to where you know, they would feel that way. Instead, they don't give a shit. As long as they get their nut in, they don't care. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Broken people, man. It's a lot of broken people in this fucking world. Yeah. But as I, as I get older and as I, as I surround myself with certain people, like I realize that being around like like-minded people is very therapeutic. Even at the David Weck, uh, certification yesterday, like me and him got food and me and him were just shooting the shit in New York city. And I got to listen to his insight and, you know, like, him like and he's very passionate in what he does and what he talks about like is his methods like very unorthodox yes but they do work and i've i've felt it before and i've been using his shit without even realizing it for the past two years and he got very emotional when people when he brought up his bolster ball because a lot of people were talking shit about his bolster ball to where he you know he's made statements he's made like you know proof that his bolster ball does work but at some point he got very very you know, emotional and it, some people are attacking his livelihood and his craft, but just like hearing his insight and hearing him and having like-minded thoughts with him about physical fitness, about training, strength, movement, it's very therapeutic. Cause you're like, oh, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not talking to a fucking idiot. I'm not talking to a wall. Like you understand and comprehend what I'm saying. We can relate on this. And 
it's very therapeutic and it's very rejuvenating. So yeah, there are a lot of broken people, but there's a lot of people that in this world that think like-mindedly or they want to learn how to be like somebody or they want to learn about kettlebells. They want to learn about landmine you. And that's the type of people you got to be surrounded, surrounded with, not people you've known for 10 years and they're still doing the same shit, getting drunk and doing stupid crap. Have you cut people out of your life that had not progressed like you are? Or do you not even have those people in your life? I have. Um, they haven't progressed, not because of me, but because of themselves. And yeah. because of that, I, you know, they, they tried to progress by using me, but I did not let that happen. But the reason why people don't progress is because of their own doing. Mm -hmm. People are very selfish. They're very, you know, oftentimes people who are friends, quote unquote, they'll try to get close to you because they want you to help them or they want to use you for your certain things. Like long story short, last year I, ha I was trying to mentor somebody, but, you know, when I said to him that I wasn't going to let him run classes because he wasn't ready yet, he felt the type of way and he left the gym. And I see him sometimes. He doesn't say hi to me. He doesn't say shit. And he uses what I taught him and says it's his sandbags, mm. kettlebells, all that stuff. And that's a big slap in the face. Like, I tried to help you. I tried to mentor you. I was going to give you a spot in my gym that I worked very hard for. But he has too much of an ego to where, you know, I'm younger than him or, you know, he wasn't progressing, not because of me, but because of his own undoing. And I feel for those people. But at the end of the day, like, if I, I try to help you and you slap me in the face like that, then you're you're dead to me. So coattail riders are the worst, man. Yeah. And I've had a couple of them like that very much recently. And I shut that shit down very quick because it's not it's not in me. Like, I've been around a lot of people in the fitness industry. And even now, like, I've worked out with Action Bronson. Like, I've, I've oh, did you? worked That's awesome. out. Yeah. He's cool, man. I love him. He's, he's like, he's a normal fucking guy, dude. Like, like a celebrity or somebody who's very well known. They're a normal fucking person. And I look at him and I think, of him, oh, that's my boy. Like, I have his phone number. Like, we hang out. Like. It's my boy. Like, I don't look at him as like, oh, my God, it's Action Bronson. Oh, my God. Like, no. It's like, yeah, he's a celebrity, but he's cool as fuck. He's down to earth. He's a very good person. He, you know, it, it's just how it is. But I'm not, like, trying to use him in a sense and I'm trying to, like, you know, get cloud or I'm taking all these fucking videos and all these pictures. Like, when I went to first work out with him, I did not take one video. I didn't even mention my phone until afterwards at the end. I was like, yo, listen, like, is it cool if I get a picture with you? He's like, yeah, of course. And then the second time me and him worked out together, he's like, yo, it's okay if you take videos, right? So, you know, with me, like, I have a heart. Like, I have a heart when it comes to things. And I'm very I'm very into just working out and to doing what I love. And if, if there was somebody that had a million followers or 10 million followers, or if it was Kevin Hart or The Rock, like, I, I, I understand that they're a celebrity. I get it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to ask them for, mm. like, anything. Like, I would just genuinely like to work out with them and get to know them, like, how they are and who they are. And even some of my friends that are big into the kettlebell industry or the fitness industry. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, some people try to get close to them because of their following. 
Like I had a guy that tried to work out with me with a certain person because of their name. And I go to them, I'm like, why would I invite you when you don't even, one, we don't even talk. And two, are you wanting to work out with me because of us? Or you want to work out with them because you're going to get some followers because they have a hundred thousand followers and they're yeah. going to post you on this book. You know, um, it, I don't know. It, it's just, it's very weird. It's very weird these days because people like to take and they don't like to give or they don't like to work for it. So it's just, it, it's very odd. I don't know. I can't relate to those people because I've never thought of that. It's a, it's a horrible mindset that luckily you do not have, but unfortunately yeah. some people do have. Yeah. How did he get started in his journey? Because I remember watching him when he had this cooking show. Um, so what he, he was telling me, um, if I remember, I mean, he, oh, it was his, uh, I think he said it was because of his family, because of his son. Like, he was thinking, he's like, shit, like, I'm getting older, like, you know, I want to be able to move. I want to be able to to do things. And he looked, you know, he was very unhealthy, mm-hmm. very fucking unhealthy. But then he started working out OD. He started working with this guy, Dave Fit in New Jersey. He's a good trainer. Um, he started doing like a lot of like weightlifting and stuff like that. And then he really got into like clubs, maces, kettlebells and Bulgarian bags, like all the unconventional shit. And a lot of people started doing that because of him. And he lost a lot of fucking weight. Yeah. And when I worked and when I've worked out with him, dude, he is a dog. He works out insanely. Like me, I have a good gas tank. Like obviously, like I'm, you know, I'm a professional in what I do. But him, but him, he, he's able to lift. He's able. He's got cardio. He can do sprint intervals. Like he can do Bulgarian bag sw- swings like that. He could do a hundred may swings without stopping. Like he's sick, man. But it's all in his mentality. Mm. You know, like he's not a professional coach. He's not a professional athlete. He was just a fat fuck who wanted to get in shape or who wanted to be strong and wanted to change up his life. And a lot of people found uh, inspiration from that. It's like, he obviously had something in him to be successful at one thing, but it was just not in the physical. And finally he got that clicking too, it seems. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, like he was, was he a chef and he's a rapper um, so yeah. like, it's just like, he just transferred that to the physical and like I said, dude, you never know who you're inspiring, man. Cause like somebody looking at him before, like, Oh, okay. He's big, whatever. But then they say, Oh wait, shit, he can get in shape. So I can do that too. You never know yeah. who you're inspiring, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also like, uh, I, I don't know how to say his last name correctly, but it, the Ethan guy, he's in, Supply, yeah, like he's lost like 300 pounds. He was in the, he was the really big dude. And remember the Titans, he was on uh what about Earl? The big guy and what about Earl? My name is Earl. Oh, my name is Earl. Yeah. Like uh um, I think so. He's like a well known actor young for that show. Oh yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. I'm twenty six, so I don't yeah. know. My name is Earl. I've definitely heard of it, but I've probably never seen it. Twenty six. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say I don't I don't know. Because like early two thousand when it came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or late 2000s. Yeah, I was four years old. But like, you know, he started posting, like, you know, just one day he woke up, he said, and I follow him on Instagram. And he said that he, once again, was well, his family and his kids, you know, it's like, damn, man, I'm, you know, this big, big motherfucker and I need to do it. And he just started doing it. And now he looks completely different. What advice would you have for, oh, I'm sorry, what were you about to say? No, no, you're good, good. What advice would you have for somebody that's trying to get into fitness? As far as like fitness and like meals, like eating wise. The number one thing, don't get too wrapped up in everything that's out there. 
because there's a million fucking things to do. Million different ways to work out. Million different ways to eat. I think somebody first starting out, if they're whether they're obese or whether they're skinny and they don't know how to work out, is to just trust somebody. Put your trust into a trainer or a coach. You can learn on your own, but I think the fastest way you're going to learn is by working with an actual strength and conditioning coach, not some random fucking trainer at a gym that doesn't that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Do their research and really work with somebody. Or if you really want to do it yourself, study, learn, study, study, study. Find something that you find intriguing, whether it's kettlebells or bodybuilding movements, bench squat, deadlift, preacher curls, lat pull downs, or if it's in the kettlebell world, clean snatches, presses, keep it very simple. And a lot, a lot of the times people get lost because they, there's too much. There's just too much information out there that people don't know too many, too many ways and too many, you know, gimmicks, ways to work out, what to eat, all this crap. But you're not really going to know what you need until you are in those situations how your body moves like sometimes people may not even be able to barbell squat because they're too tall right they're too lanky their body maneuvers don't work or they may have a past injury from falling down the stairs and their their acl never they never got surgery you know there's a lot of things that a lot of people may have imbalances but my number one advice is that don't get too lost in the sauce work with somebody and find something that you think is intriguing and that you think can work but also you can try new things just don't try all the fads that are happening so what about as far as diet and nutrition how many times do you eat a day or would you recommend somebody eating a day uh i'll be honest like my diet is terrible i eat whatever the fuck i want i eat i really eat whatever like i had a bacon egg and cheese today with lays chips with reese's cups i'm about to go out to eat get food probably get burgers like like to me, like I burn, like I burn so much that I just, I need the calories. Man. Like, I, like I just, I need it. Like, cause I could have a plate of grilled chicken, rice and vegetables, but my goal isn't to lose weight. My goal right now is to gain. Okay. But am I, am I going to eat like shit every day? I mean, yeah, most of the time right now, but I'll have like <laughs> nice, I'll, I'll have like some, you know, some like rice, chicken, vegetables, like here and there. Like I have a good balance with it. My advice for people who want to eat right or need to know what to eat, it's like I said before, simplify it the best way you can. Don't eat anything man-made. Don't eat anything processed. Like eat meat, eat vegetables, eat fruits, potatoes, carrots, um, you know, rice. Or I think rice is man-made. I don't fucking know. But something like just... Keep it very simple. Eat your proteins, eat your carbs, eat your fats, drink a lot of water and just go from there and see how it feels. Because the more you dive into fitness and the more advanced you get, the more advanced and more precise you have to be with dieting. Like if I wanted to be 2% body fat, I would have to count my macros. I would have to do cardio in the mornings. Like I would have to be very strategic with my diet because one, I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to be too skinny. I don't want to lose my muscle, but also I have to be dehydrated in a sense. I have to not drink a lot of water. Sometimes I have to really be approximate with my, with my food and my macros. My advice, don't complicate it. Keep it simple. Eat right. Don't eat anything man-made. 
have a cheat meal here and there, live your life, but don't overcomplicate it. Don't, don't create a bad relationship with food. Cause that's how it's going to fuck you up mentally. Yeah. It's like they say, eat on the outside of the grocery store. Oh yeah. Because <clears throat> yep. everything in the middle is usually some processed bullshit that we don't need. Yep. I saw that you're, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, you're good. No, I'll, you can go ahead. Uh, what was I going to say? I, oh, uh, oh, it's very scary to think, though, that sometimes people do get to where they want to be, how they look, but they're not happy. Mm. That's another big thing, too. People can work hard and look like a Greek god, but for some reason, a guy may not be happy with how he looks, and then he'll do steroids, and then he still won't be happy. That's a scary sight, and sometimes that does happen. Man, the mental is everything, man. Like, you never... The brain is, like, a, such a funny thing, because it can... Tell you you're fucked up when it's supposed to be telling you're good. You know, it's like, I don't understand. Like, I wish that was something they would focus more on instead of like some of the other shit that they they push down our throat is like people's mental health, too. It's like you need to get that in order. You need to find out why you do the things you do, because if you don't, you're just going to repeat the cycle over and over and over again. And you're going to continue to be unhappy. And the, the brain and the mental, the psyche, it is a very it's it's. It's like this. I think of it like the solar systems, like the galaxies. Like if you try to comprehend like how many galaxies in the universe there are, like how many light years and everything, it's it's fucking wild like mm-hmm. to think. So to me, I think of it that way. Like the brain is so complex and people with their emotions and it makes me think like why people do certain things like to to evilness, like why are people pedophiles? Like why why did Hitler like think the way he did? Like why did certain things happen in somebody's mind into where they want to be a woman and not a man? Like it, 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 it intrigues me, but it's also scary to think about. But oftentimes like people with their mentalities, you, you know, it, it makes them do stupid shit or, or, you know, like they start to overthink or they get anxious about shit. They start to create problems that aren't there. Mm. And me, like, I, me, like sometimes like I'll suffer from that shit too. Like I get anxiety. Like I overthink, like, and I create problems that aren't there or I stress on shit that I shouldn't be stressing about things that I can't control. If I can't control it, then why am I stressing about it? You know? Yeah. It's very interesting. That is a, that's so true, man. What I was going to ask earlier is how did you come across uh, Andrew from dudes at lifts? I saw your, uh, Oh, I just like this. I just liked his banner. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause we've had him on like here before. He's a really oh, yeah? good, yeah, he's a really good guy, man. He taught me how I to like, like he taught me how to do like, um, he told, he told me where to order, um, uh, 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 vinyl logos, you know, actually he press them. Like he helped me do all that. He, man, so he's helped me tremendously with the merch and stuff like that. Cause every time I asked him a question, you know, and what I really love about him is that he'd be like, instead of being like, Oh no, no, no you have to figure out yourself. Like, you know, he That's was what more, you probably need. more than happy to help me and push me in the right direction of what I need to get done and stuff like that. That's dope. What's his What's his full name? I gotta follow him. Um, Andrew Schumert. Hang on, I'll tell you right. Andrew Schumert. Okay. Yeah. No, I just I like his banner. I like his sign. Like, do the fucking work. Like, that's that's me. That's great. Put it on my wall. Perfect. Right there for people to see. And a lot of the times when people reach out to me, like I'll you know I'll answer them like most of the time. Like if people ask me like a little simple question, like I'll I'll tell them what to do. But like obviously, like I am a coach. Like if somebody needs help, I'm like kettlebells or lamb on you then you know like it's it takes time and effort for me to teach somebody like that's my craft like that's something that i provide but 
even then just like answering like somebody's like like message like i get messages from people all the time like um that i motivate them and that you know like i start training because uh, that they start training because of me like in a certain way with like sandbags and landmine you and all that stuff and it's great and even just like giving them that little energy like that's gonna make their day you know it's it's good and a lot of the times people won't talk to people on instagram because if they don't buy their product or if they're not doing certain things for them and a lot of people in the fitness industry the big names they're very full of themselves like if you see a dm like what somebody says or if they're asking you like a little question it it doesn't it's it's human decency to at least just reach out to them or at least see what they're talking about or at least give them some type of sympathy like you know they support you they've bought your products you know they've been supporting you why wouldn't you do that why would you just ignore them pieces of shit facts that's a fact. <laughs> oh yeah. So I got a question. Um, <clears throat> what is your definition of happiness? And like, are you currently happy? My my definition of happiness is uh, doing what you love. Is doing what you love, and just having peace of mind with your life and and how you are mentally. Like to me, like. I don't look at materialistic things. So, you know, I could buy a house, I could buy a car, but I'm going to get used to them, right? There's always going to be a newer model of my truck. There's always going to be a newer model of my shoes or newer version of my house. But if I'm not happy with where I am or what I have, then what's the point of me having a, a souped up car if I'm not happy with it and stuff like that? So I look at things that I love to do. I love to work out. I love to train. I love my family. I love hanging out with my friends. I love meeting new people. Am I currently happy now? Yes and no. I'm happy in a sense that I do what I love and I've built the opportunity to do what I am doing and I'm starting to get more opportunity. But I'm not happy in a sense where it's like, all right, well, what is what is the end goal? Where am I, where am I going? What am I doing? Do I want a bigger gym? Do I want to move down to Texas because of how people are? Do I want to maybe travel a little bit? Like do what is the next step and quality of life and peace of mind. That is most important because there's a lot of people that are millionaires and they're miserable with what they're doing. There's a lot of people that don't make a lot of money, but they are one of the happiest people I've ever met in my life. They could be flipping burgers at McDonald's. They could be, you know, be a fucking laborer for a contracting company. They may not be making a lot of money, but for some reason, they are so happy with life. Meanwhile, you have some celebrities and some millionaires that are just all fucked up in the head for whatever reason that it is. And I tell people that money is not the answer. Yes, it makes life a lot easy, a lot easier because it's just life. It's just how it's always going to be. You always need money for food. You always need money to pay rent. You always need money to buy a bed. But just because you're going to have that nicer car or make more money, it's going to make your life easier. It's going to make you a little bit happier in the meantime, but you're going to get used to it. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think happiness isn't. I think happiness is who you are, who you surround yourself with and what you do day to day and just having peace of mind. Yeah. I remember somebody once said like uh, a healthy man wants 10,000 things. A sick person only wants one. And it's yeah. like, 
you know, all these people, like you said, want all this stuff. And does it really make you happy? Because generally, if you have all this shit, it ends up owning you, like they said in Fight Club. You know, you have to pay for this stuff. You have to work your hours. You work your time away. I think money does give you freedom. But then it also comes with people that want to take from you because you have money. And you're like, who exactly. wants to really be my friend? Do they want to be my friend because of me or do they want what they can get from me? Mm-hmm. And that's got to bring like unwanted stress. And like you said, there's a lot of famous people and, and wealthy people that are miserable as fuck. Like some of I've been fortunate in my life to travel to some places and some of the poorest places I've been to are some of the happiest people. But then yep. you come here where we live in America and it's some of the most miserable people and we have everything that these people would kill for. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary, it's a scary sight. And that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to realize and figure out in my life because, you know, it, it's, it's just peace of mind. I'm, I'm looking for that peace of mind. I would say, I love what I do. I love everything that's going on in my life, but it's like, it's like, what is the peace of mind that I'm, that I'm looking for, that I want to do. That's why I go hard every day in the gym and what I'm doing, because I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not in my full potential. I'm, I don't have my peace of mind yet. So I'm just mentally insane in that aspect where I'll wake up every day and I'll kill myself for two, three hours and I'll work a full day every day, every day, every day. Like, like when it comes to training, like I never take a day off ever just because it's my mentality. Like I'm mentally nuts in that sense. Like it's, it's a, it's a, you know, like an everlasting feeling that I enjoy. Do I need to work out every day? No, but I'm mentally that nuts that I want to feel the pain. I want to grind hard. I want to feel that because I'm not at my full potential. So a lot of people see that in themselves and they'll do what I do or they'll be too, too lazy or too down in the dumps to, to pursue it. And it goes back to the brain and the, and the psyche. And, you know, you think about what goes through people's heads to where they don't want to be where they want to be. They don't want to reach their full potential or they do and they'll do whatever it takes to get to that point. Yeah, I don't understand the person that wants to be mediocre. Like, why do you want to be a less version of your full potential? Like you beat out so many sperm to get here and to <laughs> not do the most with this is it's a disservice to all your ancestors and to all those sperm that died that could have taken something with this life that you're not going to do anything with it. And life is very fragile, man. Like as you get, as I get older, like you realize that the, the little things in life is what matters. Like, like just spending time with family, being able to move, like just being able to breathe, like walk in the sun, like, because it's not, it's not forever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not forever. Like, you know, and it's, it's very, it's very fragile. And I try to, I try to cherish life as much as I can day by day. That's why when I stress about stupid shit, I take myself back. I'm like, all right, I'm doing what I love. I have a good clientele. I'm strong as fuck. I'm doing all the things that I need to do. And, you know, I take myself back and I'm just like, all right, I'm good. I need to relax. Just do my thing. Cause life is great. Like even like right now like with the sun out like here in New York, like this is like the first really nice day in New York, like mm-hmm. and humans, like how we are with like vitamin D with the sun, like we thrive off that. And it feels good. So little things like that, it makes you cherish life for what it is. Yeah. Cause one day we're not going to be here anymore. Yeah. And it's like, do you really want the days that you could have been doing something that you just sat around doing nothing 
like and when you're at your deathbed is that something you were like fuck man i wish i would have been doing some of those days i just sat around being a lazy piece of shit and a lot of people will realize that i think i think 100 percent of the population people who are like that they will think about that shit in their deathbed they'll think about oh like you know like what i what have i done with my life like why why was i the way i was like back then like why was i a dick why was i a piece of shit and i'm not saying you have to be like so ambitious that you have to be doing something all the time but at least work towards something that you're going to be proud of or at least do the things that you want to do and have a fulfilling life because that's what the pursuit of happiness really is yeah i think we should always have goals and ambitions because i mean what's the point of getting up if you're you have nothing to look forward to I think that's why like high school, like uh, kindergarten through high school seems so long. It's because you're looking forward to a deadline. But I think once we get older, there's nothing to look forward to as far as like, except for maybe a vacation or going to work. And it becomes mundane. It becomes every single day. So I think that's why, like, there's nothing wrong with having a nine to five. But I think you should have something on the side for yourself, either fitness or some type of side hustle or something. Mm -hmm. I think that would make people a lot more happier. Cause like I always yeah. say, I'm happy, but I'm not content because I know that I want more out of this fucking life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have two questions for you. Uh, what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Uh, advice for people in general. Yeah. Uh, my, <clears throat> my advice for people in life is just take things day by day. Nothing. There's a good thing and a bad thing about it. Nothing is permanent and nothing is permanent. It's a good and a bad thing. So whatever situation that you're in, good or bad, it's not permanent. So just know that it's going to get better and just know that it could get worse. So just take things day by day. Make sure that you pursue things that you really want to do. Be around good people. Do the things you love. Eat the food that you want. And just enjoy life and don't be a piece of shit. And the mark that I want to leave on the world is that I want to leave, you know, that it is possible to push past the things that you've been through and to come out on top. Like I want to teach people, I try to teach people that no matter what situation you are in, you can make it out on top and you can make a better situation out of it. Because I've been through a lot of shit in my life. I've been through, you know, I've been in tough times where I was... You know, I was depressed. I was suicidal. I wasn't sure with what I wanted to do in my life, but I came out on top of it and it's possible to do that. And I did it through sheer willpower and just hard work and strength training and, you know, really being a man and really being on top of shit. So that's the biggest thing that I can give advice to people is that just know that your situation isn't permanent. It's a good and a bad thing. Take things day by day and just know that, you know, Life is very fragile. Cherish it. Make sure that you do the things that you really want to do. Because you don't you don't want to be on your bet, deathbed, you know, pondering life and that you could have did something, but you didn't. And you wonder why. That's the most miserable thought I could have in life at that point. Yeah, because every time I go to the gym, I see these elderly people just trekking along, doing something. And I'm like, I was their age. At, I'm, they were my age at one time. And if I'm lucky enough, I can be their age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, even at their age, they're still trying to do something with their life. So it's like mm-hmm. anybody that's just sitting around doing nothing. It's like, you're taking your life for granted, man. Yeah, man. Like there's somebody dying right now while we're talking, wishing they could be having a conversation like we're having. 
Yeah. And like you mentioned, a guy that has no arms and no legs that can swim. I mean, anything is fucking possible if you put your mind to it. And like I said, there's yeah. so many people just are so mentally weak, man. They don't want to put their mind to it. They want to just be like, oh, that's just my life. I can't do anything about it. Fuck you. <clears throat> yes, you can. Shut the fuck up and do it. <laughs> well, it's like that post you made the other day and you were just talking about it, you know, like um, my Angelo said. Every storm runs out of rain. So then, like, you know, there's all you're going to come out. Like you said, you're going to you're going to come on top. You just got to just got to go through it. Find, find a way. The, the sun always shines, boys, at some point. Yep. It always does shine. And it's a good feeling. I got last two questions and it will let you go. Um, what do you think happens when we die? And who would you like to give flowers or appreciation to? What do you think happens when we die? Um, I used to stress about that. I used to be so, I used to be so terrified about dying. Like one day it's just like, poof, like all black. And then what? It's like, you can't feel anything. You don't know what's happening. It's like, what does really happen? It's like, does like, life just end or do I like wake up in like a fucking spiritual place? I'm like, Oh my God, like, where am I? Like, am I starting a new life? Like, am I a dog in the next life? Am I a T-Rex? Like what's happening? Like, where the fuck am I? It's very, I don't know. It's scary. It's like, I used to be scared of it, but now it's like, Ooh, like what would happen? Like if I just got, mm. got shot in the head, like I'm dead, like, or like I got eaten by something like what would happen? You know, like it's definitely like scary. I think that, I don't know, either we like, I'm, you know, I'm religious. So I think either I'm going to end up in heaven or I'm going to be in hell. Hope I end up in heaven. I think I'm, I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> that aspect is good for now. So, so we'll see. So um, far in life, you've been good. Yes, sir. So far, I'm good. Yeah. I've been pretty good. I, yeah, I've been pretty good. So we'll we'll see. Um, and then the second one, just repeat it again. What was it? Uh, who let you give? Who would you like to give flowers or appreciation to? If they died, or if I died? Oh, just anybody in your life. I would love to give flowers and appreciation to my mom, my dad, because honestly, like without them, like I really would not be who I am. I would not, you know. I probably would have been doing a lot of stupid shit. My father for being there for me, for, you know, instilling in me hard work and, you know, just like telling me that, you know, life is rough sometimes, but you can make it happen. Just work your ass off and get shit done. But also my mother, because my mom, like, you know, I'm able to vent to her. She always calms me down. Like when I'm anxious, whether it comes with fucking dating or, you know, um, business, financials, whatever, you know, they, they really have been great, great parents and people in my life that you know i would love you know i would give them flowers of appreciation towards them you know it's, it's cliche to say because yeah it is my parents but it, i really mean it like when you know they've been really just two big figures in my life that have guided me right that's good answers yeah so where can everybody find you at so my instagram is tom de julie t-o-m-d-e-g-i-u-l-i my gym's page is the dot strength factory um i am always on my instagram i am you know i'm always on social media i'm always posting so if anybody ever you know ever wants to reach out or anything um they always can if anybody is in long island or new york or even in the city wherever you are my gym is on the island and i'm there every day so you know i'm always welcoming people to come in and to you know to train and just to get after it how far is your how far are you from uh philly um, I could tell you right now, actually. Let me see. I am 
Uh, let me see. 95. So I'm about, I'm about three, about three and a half hours. Oh, okay. The reason I asked that was because we were going there this weekend, upcoming weekend for a fight. And yeah, you're just too far away. Yeah, it's, it's, hey, listen, I get it. It's a drive. But hey, listen, I mean, if you guys are ever in the city, if you're ever back in New York, you know, you guys are more than welcome to come. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate thank you. that invite. And thank you for yeah. uh, replying to his DM and doing yeah, this today. Thank, yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. I, I appreciate it. I love, I love, like I said, I love doing podcasts. I love talking to people, meeting different people. It's been good. And I, I appreciate you guys for, you know, giving me the platform to talk and the opportunity. No doubt, man. All right, Tommy, enjoy your weekend, man. I appreciate it, like I said earlier. Yes, sir. All righty, guys. Nice talking to you. Nice chatting with you. I appreciate you guys. All right. All right. Take care, man. Bye. Take care.